Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. In the New Covenant, we have boldness to enter into the Holy of Holies by a new and living way. For so long, I was just always reaching out towards God. Where are you, Lord? But when I heard Andrew's message, it was just like the light bulb went off, and I just like knew God is here with us. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Friday's broadcast of The Gospel Truth. Today is my last day to teach on excellence, and this has been an excellent series. I really believe that. This is something that most people do not focus on, and there's not a whole lot in our world today where people really stress doing things with excellence. And so this is filling a gap. And today's going to be our last day to offer you this book. I also have this book in Spanish, and then I have CDs and DVDs. And I would encourage you to get this series because I think it would really help you. And again, it's something that you aren't going to hear very often. There's a shortage of excellence in our world today. So please take advantage of it. Today's our last day to make that offer over television. So I've taught a lot of things. I've taught about how that you have to have a true identity, your true identity in Christ. You know, most people identify with just people in general. And I tell you, we were all fallen people. And when you get born again, you become a new person in Christ. And you need to uh, adopt that new identity that you have in Christ. And, and your born-again spirit is perfect. It's just perfect. And until you understand that and see your new identity in Christ, it would be easy to just fall into the being mediocre like other people in this life. But you are a new person, and, and you need to live up to that true potential. So you need to rec recognize your true identity in Christ. You, you need to never compromise. And I tell you, every single person is going to be pressed. If Satan can't keep you from following the Lord, then he'll get you to try and compromise along the way and do it half-heartedly, take a shortcut, and compromise is a language of the devil. I use Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego as an example of not compromising and how that God would reward them. And then this week I was talking about boldness, how that Daniel was promoted because he had an excellent spirit and he wouldn't change even when there was a law given that he couldn't pray to any god except Darius for 30 days. He refused to conform to that. And he actually opened his windows and publicly prayed out loud knowing that it would mean his life, that he would be thrown into the den of lions. And so one of the things that I was talking about is you've got to be bold. And then yesterday I shared out of the fourth chapter of the book of Daniel. If you missed yesterday's program, I encourage you to go back and look at it on our website or to get these materials because I've never heard anybody else teach on this. But Daniel chapter 4 was written by King Nebuchadnezzar, the only chapter in the Bible that was written by a pagan king. And he wrote about his arrogance and how that because he thought he was the one who had made Babylon this huge place and the Babylonian Empire, the greatest empire that had ever existed to that time that because he got lifted up in pride, God cut him down, and he actually became like an animal. He went out, and for seven years, he ate grass like an ox would. His hair grew like eagle feathers, and his fingernails became like bird claws. 
And for seven years, he literally lost his mind and slept out in the grass. And then, after seven years, God restored his kingdom to him. And he said this. This, this is, to me, one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. It just it touches me every time I read it. And so here's the whole conclusion. He says, Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the King of Heaven, all whose works are truth and his ways judgment, and those that walk in pride he is able to abase. Man, what an understatement. Man, God, you talk about being abased. The mightiest man on the planet became like a cow and ate grass for seven years. And finally, God restored his kingdom and he humbled himself and said, Those who walk in pride, he's able to abase. You know, we live under a covenant where those who have accepted Jesus will never come under God's wrath and punishment the way it came upon Nebuchadnezzar because that punishment was placed upon Jesus. So for those who are born again, God will never leave us nor forsake us. He would never treat us this way. Those outside of the covenant, those who have not yet accepted what Jesus did for them, God is still gracious to them. Under the new covenant, we see a mercy and a grace that was not exhibited under the old covenant. So I think that it would be very exceptional. It would be unusual for a person to come under God's punishment the way that Nebuchadnezzar did right here. But it could happen if you haven't yet entered into the kingdom because at any time, God would be just to call your account due. He doesn't have to give you until your very last breath to extend mercy to you. He could call your account due and and bring His wrath on you. He did with Herod the king in Acts chapter 12, with Elimaeus the sorcerer in Acts chapter 13. So it can happen. But anyway, this is an example of a person who didn't have an excellent spirit and he was operating in pride. And so the last point that I want to make as we're talking about an excellent spirit is just to say that you have to be a humble person and recognize that God is the source of everything. Even if you're one of these talented people, if you're one of these 10 talent people that you just, you know, are a beautiful person, you got great talents and abilities, you got all of these Uh, things that you can do that other people have to struggle to do and it just comes naturally to you. Regardless of what degree or talents you have, you need to humble yourself and recognize that every one of those gifts and talents came from God. Look at some of these scriptures. James chapter 4 and in verse 5. And this is out of the Amplified. It says, Or do you suppose that the Scripture is speaking to no purpose that says, The Spirit whom He has caused to dwell in us yearns over us, and He yearns for the Spirit to be welcomed with a jealous love, but He gives more and more grace, power of the Holy Spirit to meet this evil tendency and all others fully. That is why He says, God sets Himself against the proud and haughty, but gives grace continually to the lowly, those who are humble enough to receive it. Did you know that that's nearly identical to the same thing that was said over in 1 Peter chapter 5? I read you the amplified version of it. Here's 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 5. It says, Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility, for God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time. And then verse 7, this First 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Casting all of your care upon Him, for He careth for you. 
PEOPLE OFTEN TAKE THAT VERSE ABOUT CASTING YOUR CARE ON THE LORD. THEY TAKE IT OUT OF CONTEXT AND JUST TALK ABOUT HOW YOU NEED TO CAST YOUR CARE OVER ON THE LORD. AND THAT'S TRUE, BUT IN CONTEXT, HE'S TALKING ABOUT HUMBLING YOURSELF IN VERSE 6. HUMBLE YOURSELVES THEREFORE UNTO THE MIGHTY HAND OF GOD THAT HE MAY EXALT YOU IN DUE TIME. AND THEN IT SAYS CASTING ALL OF YOUR CARE UPON HIM. REMEMBER THAT MEN ARE THE ONES THAT PUT THE CHAPTER AND VERSE DIVISIONS IN THERE FOR REFERENCE SAKE, AND THERE'S NOTHING WRONG WITH THAT, BUT IT'S NOT A NEW THOUGHT. MATTER OF FACT, IT'S PART OF THE SAME SENTENCE. YOU'LL NOTICE THAT VERSE 6 ENDS WITH THE COLON. IT'S NOT A NEW SENTENCE. IT'S TALKING ABOUT THE WAY YOU CAN'T... THE WAY YOU HUMBLE YOURSELF IS TO CAST YOUR CARE OVER ON THE LORD, KNOWING THAT HE CARES FOR YOU. SO YOU COULD SAY IT THIS WAY, THAT IF YOU ARE CAREFUL ABOUT ALL OF THESE THINGS, IF YOU ARE WORRIED AND CAREFUL, IF YOU ARE OVERCOME WITH CARE AND YOU HAVE THE BURDEN OF EVERYTHING UPON YOURSELF, THEN YOU HAVEN'T HUMBLED YOURSELF. THAT'S A BRAND NEW WRINKLE IN SOME PEOPLE'S BRAINS. SOME PEOPLE HAVE NEVER LOOKED AT THINGS THIS WAY. THERE'S A LOT OF PEOPLE THAT THINK that, THAT PRIDE IS WHEN YOU EXALT YOURSELF AND THINK YOU'RE BETTER THAN EVERYBODY ELSE AND YOU LOOK DOWN YOUR NOSE AND THINK THAT YOU'RE JUST, YOU KNOW, A CUT ABOVE EVERYBODY ELSE. WELL, THAT IS PRIDE. BUT DO YOU KNOW WHAT PRIDE IS? PRIDE IS ALSO TAKING ALL OF THE RESPONSIBILITY UPON YOURSELF AND FEELING LIKE, I'VE GOT TO MAKE THIS FAMILY THE WAY IT'S SUPPOSED TO BE. I'VE GOT TO GO OUT AND MAKE THIS LIVING. I'VE GOT TO DO ALL OF THIS. AND YOU TAKE ALL OF THE BURDEN AND THE RESPONSIBILITY UPON YOURSELF. THAT'S PRIDE. BUT WHEN YOU HUMBLE YOURSELF, YOU CAST YOUR CARE OVER ON THE LORD AND YOU SAY, FATHER, I'M DOING WHAT YOU'VE TOLD ME TO DO. AND THIS REALLY IS YOUR RESPONSIBILITY. IT IS YOUR PROBLEM. NOW, YOU NEED TO MAKE SURE THAT YOU'RE DOING WHAT GOD TOLD YOU TO DO AND THAT YOU AREN'T TRYING TO GET GOD TO SUBSIDIZE YOUR EVIL BEHAVIOR AND YOUR OWN PERSONAL PLANS. BUT IF YOU ARE FOLLOWING GOD AND DOING WHAT HE TOLD YOU TO DO, THEN YOU SHOULD BE ABLE TO JUST SAY, FATHER, I'M DOING WHAT YOU TOLD ME TO DO, SO THEREFORE YOU'RE RESPONSIBLE FOR THIS. I'VE GOT A PROBLEM. YOU'VE GOT TO WORK THIS OUT. NOW, THAT DOESN'T MEAN THAT YOU DON'T DO ANYTHING. YOU ASK GOD TO GIVE YOU WISDOM AND YOU ASK GOD TO SHOW YOU, BUT YOU JUST RESPOND TO HIS ABILITY. YOU DON'T TAKE THE RESPONSIBILITY. MAN, THAT'S A PLAY ON WORDS, BUT THAT'S A POWERFUL STATEMENT. YOU RESPOND TO HIS ABILITY. IF HE TELLS YOU TO DO SOMETHING, THEN YOU DO IT, BUT YOU'RE DOING IT IN RESPONSE TO HIM. YOU AREN'T DOING IT WITH THE RESPONSIBILITY OF, I'VE GOT TO FIX SOMETHING. HUMILITY IS ONE OF THE CHARACTERISTICS OF A PERSON WITH AN EXCELLENT SPIRIT. HUMILITY, ANOTHER WAY OF SAYING IT IS, HUMILITY IS GOD-DEPENDENCE INSTEAD OF SELF-DEPENDENCE. INSTEAD OF YOU TAKING ALL of THE CARE, THE BURDEN, THE RESPONSIBILITY, YOU'VE CAST IT OVER ON THE LORD, AND YOU ARE LETTING GOD BE THE ONE WHO IS RUNNING YOUR LIFE AND SOLVING YOUR PROBLEMS AND MAKING THINGS WORK OUT. I TELL YOU, THAT IS SUPER, SUPER IMPORTANT THAT YOU UNDERSTAND THAT. PROVERBS CHAPTER 3, VERSE 34 SAYS, SURELY HE SCORNETH THE SCORNERS, BUT HE GIVETH GRACE UNTO THE LOWLY. THE REASON I USE THIS VERSE IS THAT'S THE VERSE THAT uh, PETER AND JAMES WERE QUOTING WHEN THEY SAID, GOD RESISTS THE PROUD, GIVES GRACE TO THE HUMBLE. SO IN THE OLD TESTAMENT, IT SAYS, HE SCORNETH THE SCORNERS, BUT IN THE NEW TESTAMENT, THAT WAS TRANSLATED AS HE uh, RESISTS THE PROUD. SO ONCE YOU COMPARE THESE VERSES, YOU REALIZE THAT WHEN THE SCRIPTURE IN THE OLD TESTAMENT TALKS ABOUT SCORNING, IT'S TALKING ABOUT PRIDE. AND IT SAYS THAT GOD GIVES GRACE UNTO THE LOWLY. I DON'T BELIEVE THAT GOD RESISTS US PERSONALLY IN THE SENSE THAT HE TAKES A PERSONAL 
uh, VENDETTA AGAINST US, BUT GOD'S KINGDOM IS JUST BUILT UPON HUMILITY. JESUS EVEN SAID THIS IN uh, MATTHEW CHAPTER 11. HE SAYS, COME UNTO ME, ALL YE THAT LABOR AND ARE HEAVY LADEN, AND I WILL GIVE YOU REST. TAKE MY YOKE UPON YOU AND LEARN OF ME, FOR I AM MEEK AND LOWLY IN HEART, AND YOU SHALL FIND REST UNTO YOUR SOULS. THAT WAS GOD SPEAKING. THAT WAS JESUS, GOD IN THE FLESH. AND HE SAYS, I'M MEEK AND I'M LOWLY IN HEART. GOD IS A HUMBLE GOD. YOU KNOW, THAT DOESN'T EVEN SEEM TO GO IN THE SAME SENTENCE. MOST PEOPLE, IF YOU'RE TALKING ABOUT GOD, YOU TALK ABOUT BEING ALMIGHTY, uh, OMNIPOTENT, all, ALL OF THESE THINGS, BUT TO BE HUMBLE, MOST PEOPLE DON'T EVEN THINK ABOUT THAT. BUT GOD SAID HIMSELF, JESUS SAID, I AM MEEK AND LOWLY IN HEART. GOD IS NOT A SELF-PROMOTING, AN EGOTISTICAL GOD. HE IS A HUMBLE GOD. NOW, HUMBLE DOESN'T MEAN WEAK. HUMBLE DOESN'T MEAN THAT YOU DENY. LIKE, FOR INSTANCE, A PERSON, YOU KNOW, WHO HAS AN OPERATIC VOICE AND THEY'VE GONE THROUGH 10 YEARS OF TRAINING, THEY'LL STAND UP AND SAY, WELL, I JUST DON'T HAVE MUCH OF A VOICE. YOU ALL PRAY FOR ME TODAY. AND MANY PEOPLE CALL THAT HUMILITY. THAT'S NOT HUMILITY. THAT'S JUST A RELIGIOUS CON. THEY KNOW THAT THEY'VE GOT A GREAT VOICE. THEY'VE SPENT LOTS OF MONEY AND EFFORT AND TIME DEVELOPING THIS VOICE, BUT THEY WILL JUST SAY, WELL, I, YOU KNOW, THE BIBLE SAYS, MAKE A JOYFUL NOISE. THAT'S ALL I'M DOING. YOU ALL PRAY FOR ME. THAT'S JUST A RELIGIOUS CON. THERE'S NOTHING WRONG WITH YOU SAYING THAT, YOU KNOW WHAT, I'VE GOT A GREAT VOICE. AS LONG AS YOU DON'T TAKE IT FOR YOURSELF AND SAY, GOD HAS GIVEN ME. YOU GIVE GOD THE GLORY. YOU KNOW, WE'VE GOT, <clears throat> WE'VE GOT SOME THINGS HERE IN WOODLAND PARK THAT GOD HAS DONE IN SEVEN YEARS. WE'VE GONE FROM ZERO ASSETS TO $120 MILLION WORTH OF BUILDINGS AND ASSETS AND THINGS. THAT'S PHENOMENAL. IN SEVEN YEARS, FROM ZERO TO 120 MILLION, AND WE'VE GOT MORE THAN 120 MILLION THAT'S COMING IN THE FUTURE. NOW, I COULD TAKE THAT AND SAY, LOOK WHAT I'VE DONE AND LOOK WHO I AM, AND YOU KNOW WHAT? THAT'S PRIDE. BUT IF I SIT HERE AND TALK ABOUT WHAT WE'VE GOT, BUT I SAY, MAN, THIS IS JESUS. IT'S NOT ME. I'M NOT SMART ENOUGH TO DO THIS. THIS IS THE BLESSING OF GOD. GOD HAS BLESSED US. THAT'S NOT PRIDE. THAT IS THANKFULNESS. AND THERE IS NOTHING WRONG WITH YOU RECOGNIZING THAT, YES, YOU HAVE SOME GREAT TALENTS AND ABILITIES AND GOD HAS ACCOMPLISHED THINGS THROUGH YOU. THERE'S NOTHING WRONG WITH THAT AS LONG AS YOU GIVE GOD THE GLORY. IT REALLY JUST GOES TO THE FACT, ARE YOU TAKING ALL OF THE CREDIT FOR THIS? SEE, THOSE OF YOU THAT WERE LISTENING YESTERDAY WHEN I TALKED ABOUT NEBUCHADNEZZAR, THAT WAS THE PROBLEM. WITH HIM, HE HAD A GREAT KINGDOM. IT WAS THE GREATEST KINGDOM THAT HAD EVER EXISTED ON THE EARTH UNTIL THAT TIME. BABYLON WAS JUST ABSOLUTELY AMAZING. THE HANGING GARDENS OF BABYLON WERE ONE OF THE SEVEN WONDERS OF THE WORLD. THOSE THINGS WERE AWESOME. BUT THE THING THAT WAS WRONG WAS HE TOOK CREDIT. HE SAYS, LOOK AT MY MAJESTY. LOOK WHAT I HAVE DONE. AND THAT'S WHAT CAUSED THE JUDGMENT OF GOD TO FALL UPON HIM. THERE IS NOTHING WRONG WITH JUST ACKNOWLEDGING THE GOOD THINGS THAT GOD HAS DONE AS LONG AS GOD GETS ALL OF THE GLORY FOR IT. GOD IS NOT A SELF-PROMOTING GOD. HE PROMOTES HIMSELF ONLY BECAUSE IT'S FOR OUR GOOD AND WE RECOGNIZE THAT HE CREATED US IN HIS IMAGE, THAT IT'S TO OUR ADVANTAGE TO LET HIM RUN OUR LIVES. AND SO IN THAT SENSE, YES, GOD PROMOTES HIMSELF, BUT IT'S NOT BECAUSE HE'S BUILDING HIMSELF UP. GOD SAID, JESUS SAID, I AM MEEK AND LOWLY IN HEART. AND SO TO BE LIKE GOD, WE NEED TO BE MEEK AND LOWLY IN HEART. 
AND I DON'T THINK THAT IT'S GOD IS PERSONALLY AGAINST US IF WE GET INTO PRIDE, BUT IT'S JUST THAT THIS IS HIS NATURE. IT'S HIS CHARACTER. HE IS NOT INTO PROMOTING PEOPLE WHO are, ARE THE ANTITHESIS OF HIM. HE PROMOTES PEOPLE WHO HAVE HIS HEART. HE, he RESISTS THE PROUD. NOT THEM INDIVIDUALLY, BUT HE RESISTS THE PRIDE. HE RESISTS THAT ATTITUDE. AND HE PROMOTES PEOPLE THAT ARE HUMBLE AND THAT ARE DEPENDENT UPON HIM. IN 1 JOHN chapter 2, VERSE 15, IT SAYS, LOVE NOT THE WORLD, NEITHER THE THINGS THAT ARE IN THE WORLD. IF ANY MAN LOVE THE WORLD, THE LOVE OF THE FATHER IS NOT IN HIM. AND THAT'S A POWERFUL PASSAGE. AND THE NEXT VERSE SAYS, FOR ALL THAT IS IN THE WORLD, THE LUST OF THE FLESH, THE LUST OF THE EYES, AND THE PRIDE OF LIFE IS NOT OF THE FATHER, BUT IS OF THE WORLD. YOU KNOW, THIS IS AMAZING TO ME, HOW MANY CHRISTIANS CAN JUST EASILY SLIP RIGHT IN, FIT INTO THE WORLD, AND GLORY AND, AND EXALT AND JUST TAKE PLEASURE IN ALL OF THE STUFF THAT THE WORLD DOES WHEN THE BIBLE SPECIFICALLY SAYS THAT IF YOU LOVE THE WORLD, THE LOVE OF THE FATHER IS NOT IN HIM. THIS ISN'T TALKING ABOUT JUST THE PHYSICAL WORLD AND CREATION AND THE BEAUTY, BUT THIS IS TALKING ABOUT THE ATTITUDE, THE VALUES, THE FOCUS OF THE WORLD, THE PEOPLE THAT DON'T KNOW GOD. AND THERE ARE CHRISTIANS THAT CAN FIT RIGHT INTO THAT LIFESTYLE. THEY ARE INTO ALL OF THE JUNK THAT THE UNGODLY ARE INTO, AND IT JUST SHOWS THAT THE LOVE OF THE FATHER IS NOT IN THEM. THEY COULD BE BORN AGAIN. THEY MAY HAVE COME TO A REALIZATION THAT THEY NEED TO GET RIGHT WITH GOD, AND SO THEY PRAYED. THEY'RE SAVED. IF THEY WERE TO DIE, THEY WOULD GO TO HEAVEN INSTEAD OF TO HELL, BUT THEY DON'T LOVE GOD. THE LOVE OF THE FATHER ISN'T IN THEM. IF YOU CAN LOVE ALL OF THE PERVERSION AND THE JUNK THAT GOES ON IN THIS WORLD AND THEN CLAIM AT THE SAME TIME THAT YOU HAVE THE LOVE OF GOD OPERATING IN YOU, THESE VERSES ARE JUST SAYING THAT'S NOT TRUE. AND THEN IN VERSE 16, IT SAYS, ALL THAT IS IN THE WORLD, AND IT TALKS ABOUT THE LUST OF THE FLESH, THE LUST OF THE EYES, AND THE PRIDE OF LIFE. I TELL YOU, THE PRIDE AND THE ARROGANCY, THE FOCUS THAT PEOPLE HAVE ON THEMSELVES AND THAT THEY JUST BUILD EVERYTHING AROUND THEMSELVES. IT'S ALL ABOUT THEM. YOU CAN SEE THIS IN THE WAY THAT SOME PEOPLE VOTE. THEY DON'T CARE WHAT HAPPENS TO THE NATION. IF SOMEBODY COMES ALONG AND PROMISES THEM THAT I'M GOING TO GIVE YOU FREE MEDICATION, I'M GOING TO GIVE YOU FREE EDUCATION, I'M GOING TO GIVE YOU FREE THIS OR THAT, THEY WOULD VOTE FOR THEM IF IT BANKRUPT uh, THE ECONOMY. YOU KNOW, SOME OF THE PEOPLE THAT ARE RUNNING FOR PRESIDENT NOW HAVE ACTUALLY SUGGESTED GIVING FREE TUITION TO ALL COLLEGE STUDENTS, FREE MEDICAL CARE, ALL OF THIS STUFF, AND I've, I'VE HEARD THE DETAILS. I DON'T REMEMBER THE EXACT THING, BUT I, THIS ONE PLAN THAT WAS PUT OUT, THEY SAID THAT IT WOULD BE SOMETHING LIKE $20,000 PER MAN, WOMAN, AND CHILD, EVEN INFANTS IN THE UNITED STATES, $20,000 PER PERSON TO PAY FOR ALL OF THESE GIVEAWAYS THAT PEOPLE ARE TALKING ABOUT. YOU CAN'T DO STUFF LIKE THAT. AND YET, I CAN GUARANTEE YOU, THERE ARE SOME PEOPLE, PROBABLY SOME CHRISTIANS, THAT YOU ARE POOR AND YOU THINK, IF SOMEBODY'S GOING TO PROMISE ME FREE MEDICATION OR FREE EDUCATION OR FREE... so I'LL VOTE FOR THEM AND IT DOESN'T MATTER IF THEY ARE KILLING BABIES. IT DOESN'T MATTER IF THEY ARE PROMOTING UNGODLINESS IN MARRIAGE. IT DOESN'T MATTER WHAT'S GOING ON. YOU JUST TAKE CARE OF ME. YOU PROMISE ME SOMETHING AND I'LL SELL MY LIFE. I'LL SELL MY NATION DOWN THE RIVER IF THAT'S WHAT IT TAKES TO GET ME SOMETHING. THAT'S THE PRIDE OF LIFE. AND GOD HATES THAT. GOD RESISTS THAT. THAT IS NOT AN EXCELLENT SPIRIT. AN EXCELLENT SPIRIT IS A PERSON 
who humbles themselves. Did you know that pride was actually Satan's sin? Here in Isaiah chapter 14, verse 13, if I had time, you could show that this is talking about the devil. Matter of fact, in the previous verse, verse 12, it actually says, O Lucifer. It calls him by the name Lucifer. So it's talking about the devil. And in verse 13, it says, Thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the cloud. I will be like the Most High. That was Satan speaking. He didn't just hate God. He was envious of God. He wanted to be like God. He wanted the glory and the praise that was all directed towards God to come towards him. You know, if you go to some of the scriptures in Ezekiel chapter 28, it's talking about Satan and it's talking about all of his type pipes and tabrets were prepared in him in the day that he was created. The wording in the King James is kind of awkward, but most commentators actually believe that Satan had musical instruments like built into his body and that he was the praise and worship leader in heaven. Now, it doesn't say that straight out. It implies that he had pipes and tabrets in his body in Ezekiel chapter 28. But whether that's true or not, it looks like that the praise that was directed towards God, he didn't want to be the one who was directing it and pointing it towards God. He wanted it towards himself. Satan is an egotist. Everything about Satan is all pride. It's all about self, trying to exalt self. And he hates God with a passion because he wants the glory that is going to God. This is the re- and this is andeology. You can take it or leave it. This isn't one of the major points of the doctrine. But I personally believe that that's why every Christian religious uh, holiday that we have, there is a counterfeit to it. There is something else, like, for instance, at Christmas, instead of just worshiping God, there's always Santa Claus. There's always the elves. There's always all of these other things. At Easter, instead of resurrection of the Lord, we have a bunny that lays eggs. Doesn't even make sense. And in everything, Halloween, it used to be hallowed evening where they worshiped or talked about saints, and they have put with it witches, and goblins and all of these things. I believe that it's Satan. He just cannot stand to have people worship God, and so he's got to do something to grab our attention and divert it away from the birth of Jesus to a fat man in a red suit, from the resurrection of Jesus to an Easter bunny, from thinking about the saints and the godly people that have gone before to worshiping uh, witches and goblins and stuff. He just, he is an egotist. He cannot stand for God to be worshiped. And let me say that when a person cannot stand for God to get the glory and they take the glory to themselves, you are reflecting the nature of the devil. It is a demonic thing. I know that that's a strong statement and some people will be offended by that, but I believe that, that the pride of life is not of the Father but of the world. That's exactly what 1 John 2, 16 says. If you are going to have an excellent spirit, you need to humble yourself. You need to cast your care over on the Lord. You need to turn your life over to God and let God become the source of everything. There's people watching this program right now that I believe God has spoken to you and you need to respond. We've got a number on your screen. I'd encourage you to call and not only get these products. Remember that today's my last day to offer you this book or CDs, DVDs, 
ON EXCELLENCE, BUT YOU COULD ALSO PRAY WITH SOMEONE AND THEY COULD HELP YOU. IF YOU DON'T KNOW THE LORD, YOU COULD BE BORN AGAIN TODAY. SO PLEASE CALL THAT NUMBER ON YOUR SCREEN. RECEIVE PRAYER AND MINISTRY AND ALSO ASK FOR THESE MATERIALS. TODAY'S MY LAST DAY TO MAKE THEM AVAILABLE. AND THEN JOIN ME AGAIN NEXT MONDAY AS WE CONTINUE THE GOSPEL TRUTH. I'D LIKE TO ENCOURAGE YOU TO CALL IN. AND I KNOW THAT GOD IS SPEAKING TO MANY, MANY PEOPLE. AND YOU MAY HAVE HAD THE LORD TOUCH YOU TODAY. AND IF YOU JUST NEED SOMEBODY TO TOUCH AND AGREE WITH YOU, THE SCRIPTURE SAYS IF ANY TWO OF YOU AGREE TOUCHING ANYTHING THAT THEY ASK, IT SHALL BE DONE FOR THEM OF MY FATHER. SO WE HAVE THESE PEOPLE, I MEAN POWERFUL PEOPLE WHO LOVE GOD AND ARE EQUIPPED IN THE WORD OF GOD. THEY'RE THERE TO PRAY WITH YOU AND HELP YOU. THE NUMBER IS 719-635-1111. THAT'S 719-635-1111. Discover the blessings that accompany an excellent spirit when you get Andrew's teaching titled, Excellence. This teaching is available in a CD or DVD album made from our daily television broadcast, or in a DVD album recorded live from the 2016 Men's Advance. Each of these valuable resources are available for a gift of any amount when you contact us. You can also get Andrew's book titled, Excellence, for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give because there's a blessing in giving. But if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide this book to you free of charge. We want to say a special thank you to the Grace Partners of Andrew Womack Ministries. Your gifts make it possible to put free ministry materials into the hands of many people in need. If you're not already a Grace Partner, we ask you to pray about becoming one today. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time at 719-635-1111. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. This is an early reminder for you to save the date of June the 29th through July the 3rd. Those are the dates of our Summer Family Bible Conference. This is one of the premier events that we host every year, and it's just going to be awesome. we got a special musical presentation on July the 4th, if you'd like to stay over for that. It's going to be a special time. Make plans to join us for the ministry to the entire family, June the 29th through July the 3rd. Man, before I came to Karis, I was so broken. I dealt a lot with anxiety and depression. I didn't really realize I could have an actual relationship with God. When I came here, I started to see God like, you know, He just wants to have a relationship with me. God longs to have fellowship with you. This is where faith comes from. It's not just head knowledge, Bible school knowledge, it's revelation knowledge that changes you. Just been set free from a lot of the bondage I was in. I haven't been depressed in so long. Pretty awesome having that just weight lifted. You come here and you meet God personally and then He gives you a whole new direction. This is a time, this is a season of your life that God's wanting to show you who you really are and what He's wanting to do in your life. 
If you have a desire for Bible college, God's the one that put it there. If you're considering coming to Karis, I just want to say it's going to be one of the best decisions you've made in your life. Join us again next week on The Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack. I've got a very special treat coming up for you with David Barton, the head of Wall Builders, and we're going to be talking about black American history, and it's really good. And it's going to be some heroes you've never heard about, and I don't care what race you're from, they will be your heroes when we get done. You will and be I, inspired. And I tell you, we've already made these programs, and I learned a lot. You'll be blessed. Join us for Black American History Month. That's next week on The Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack.